good, the bad, the ugly. Welcome to Sustain Nutrition's podcast, Chewing the Fat, where Joe and James will be discussing all things good, bad and ugly regarding training and nutrition. So pull up your pants, put your best foot forward and get ready for some serious oral pleasure. Without further ado, here are your hosts, Joe and James. Sustain Nutrition. Chewing the Fat Podcast. Episode 32. Bosh! Killing it. What do you think about that? I look like uh, one of the Ninja Turtles. <laughs> Joe's had his look. That was a really fucking bad one. <laughs> Joe looks a little bit different. It's because he's had his haircut. <laughs> uh, do you remember Robbie Fowler used to wear a uh, plaster across his nose? It looks like that plaster's gone with steroids and crawled across my face. You won't know who Robbie Fowler is, will you? He's a footballer who's now in property development. Correct. Oh, knowledge bomb. Right. Enough of this chat, I chit chat. Not great for a not great for a podcast. <laughs> <coughs> for those who are listening and not watching, Joe has had his nose straightened and has now got two black eyes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was for better things. And a split oh, Yeah, I've got two splits sewn into the inside of my nose. So if he sounds a little nasal, it's because he is. So I've got two tampons shoved up my nose. Technically. I believe so. He's got a heavy I, wasn't, I wasn't conscious as he was doing it. He's so. got a heavy flow. Right, Joe, the subject of today's podcast is... Eating out. Whilst... Eating well? On a diet. Okay, cool. <laughs> Let's go for the word diet. <laughs> yeah, so we tend to work with people for three to six months and we are most certainly not expecting those people to live like sad hermits <laughs> like me and Joe. <laughs> like us. Yeah, and not have some kind of social occasion or go out for a meal out an anniversary, a birthday perhaps just, you know a date night you don't bring me flowers <laughs> you don't sing me love songs this is the most painful part of my week <laughs> literally I will pop you on the nose. <laughs> I was like, please don't um, so yeah so we're going to discuss a few easy simple tactics that you can employ should you like which are going to help you uh, save a lot of calories and negate any possible side effects or bad repercussions from eating out I think this is just so important because a lot of people will say stuff like I'm all or nothing or they'll say, look at the eat avoid list, can I not have bread? <clears throat> you know, <clears throat> the number of people who do sustain and they don't have something off plan or they don't have an alcoholic drink is probably about 0.1%. You know, it probably is literally one in a thousand. Because everyone wants to still live their lives. It's just not realistic to expect people to have chicken, rice and broccoli four meals a day for the rest of their lives. It just doesn't work. You know, if you could do that, then that's cool, but that's not going to be most people. And people put this pressure on themselves to do this, and then when they don't do it, they get really upset about themselves. Yeah, and then it's like everything's ruined, so what's the point? And I think, you know, the the biggest the take-home or bit of advice from me is kind of the habits that we advise. So if you've downloaded any of our documents or you've done our plan or, you know, you've done a kickstart test or whatever you want to call it, they are just advice. They are habits <laughs> oh, that are going to help you create a calorie deficit because that's what you need to to lose weight. And 
you know, if I ate nothing all day or for an entire week, but I had four pieces of toast, two pieces of chocolate, and a partridge in a pear tree, and a partridge in a pear tree, I would be in a huge calorie deficit, even though all the foods I'd eaten could be on the you know the banned list for a diet. But I would still lose weight because I'd be in a huge calorie deficit, be like I was in prison. The issue, though, is that that's very hard for you to do long term, isn't it? And that's why our system is created the way it is because yeah. we want people to be in a calorie deficit easily yeah, without well, being you know hungry all the time, which is ultimately why people go off plan. Promoting kind of a nutritious way of doing it, so not just <coughs> massively slashing your calories and putting you on a shake diet or oh, I saw some killer stuff in Superdrug. Oh, go on. Oh. Just the like slim fat section. So I can't speak. Um, there was like fat binders. There was appetite suppressant tablets. There was a meal replacement bar, which was two hundred calories. Yeah, sweet Jesus. It's a meal replacement because it is a meal. <laughs> two hundred calories. Chocolate bar. Joking. Anyway, I feel like I've gone slightly off topic. <laughs> no, I don't like menu. Yeah. So the first thing is, you know, for me. Uh, so I had a message from a client today who won a prize, they've won a meal in an Italian restaurant in our Italian restaurant bottle of wine I'm feeling quite musical today, that was a bit of Billy Joel oh cool, you don't know Billy Joel no, I don't know, you sang up to girl you think that was probably <laughs> Westlife glad <laughs> <laughs> that abused you <laughs> I knew you were going to say that um, yes, and she said what can I eat so now, obviously, I have no idea what is on offer in that restaurant. But what I will say is, whenever you eat out, you need to presume that all your choices are going to be higher in calories than you think. There's never going to be a perfect choice. What you can do is you can limit the amount of calories by making good choices should you see fit. So if you order a steak and vegetables, you can presume that your steak is going to be cooked in oil with Butter is going to be, you know, kind of higher fat steak or cut that you normally have. And then, you know, your vegetables could be smothered in some kind of delicious herby butter too. So on paper, steak and veg, perfect choice. In reality, could have hundreds and hundreds of extra calories from your oil. So that needs to be something that you are conscious, something that you are aware of. And I think taking out the pinch of salt is that you've got to then think, I hate when people say it could be worse. But if you had a steak with chips, onion ring sides, and two high-calorie side dishes, two sauces, for example, then the calories on that are going to be so much higher. So you can oh, only yeah, control... 100%. You can that's only control your choices. I think it's what yeah, James is that, trying to that's say. That's what I'm saying. Like, But you still need to be aware that it's not going to be perfect. You know, you, you can't just go out and say, well, I had, like I say, you know, a, ste- a steak of vegetables, so I made a great choice. You did make a great choice from that thing, but it's never going to be... 100% perfect. It's never going to be like if you dry fry your own steak and then microwave some vegetables. You know, it's not going to be that because the restaurant wants you to enjoy your food. They're going to make it as delicious as possible. So you come back. Good business. Always. Um, so that would, yeah, so going back to my story. <laughs> going back to what I was Going saying. back to the side topic. Yeah, so the, the lady is going to an Italian restaurant. I just said, just make sensible choices. So, you know, if it's all pizza and it's all kind of pasta, then you can limit the amount of calories, which is what we're trying to do, by limiting your the choices that you make on limiting the portion sizes that you have. So there's a huge difference 
between having a couple of slices of pizza and a salad than there is to eating dough balls, a salad, and some kind of delicious tiramisu, and then booze on top of that. So that would be my first option, would just be to limit, make some sensible choices, and then limit the portion sizes of the high-calorie foods that you have. First, yeah. first option. I think the next one then, so that's looking at adjusting the event. So you need to look at what you could do before the event that could help negate the impact of that. So say that you uh, are going somewhere and the only options that we just said are pizza or pasta and there isn't a salad or an option. And I'll be honest here, I'm going to call out most people when they say there was no better options because there's nearly always a solution to be found here. And they're always very helpful. Yes. But let's just say you fancy a pizza. And that's cool. So then how can you negate those calories as best as best possible? Well, you need to make sure that you go to that meal having consumed as few calories as possible over the day but whilst keeping your appetite in check because the issue you're going to have is often you see people not eat before they go out then they get there starving and it's really really hard to make the right decisions so you need to ensure that you are as full as possible off as few as calories as possible so protein and veg based meals so if you have chicken stir fries or prawn soups stuff like that or you have lots of different veg lots of lean meats white meats then that is going to keep you fuller than anything else of the fewest amount of calories. You just need to make sure you get your portions right. And you'll often see people cut their carbs too much. You know, the meals I just mentioned there are both very low carb, and then they're super hungry for the evening meal. So you're only looking to try and take out a few hundred calories because that's going to help you negate that. We're not expecting you to only have a couple of hundred calories over that meal. So just look at how you can tweak your food over the course of the day before you go out for a meal. Yeah, definitely. Good good point there, Joe. Well done. Thanks, James. Good point. Well done. Um, yeah, going out too hungry. It's the same thing, you know, when people say don't go shopping when you're hungry because you just buy a lot of shite. So I've messed around a little bit with some intermittent fasting. And sometimes if I really push the fast, then you're absolutely starving and all you want to do is just eat a load of crap. Eat a load of high-calorie food. So not starving yourself during the day because you think you're going to have a high-calorie food is a good option you know having a decent snack before you go out if it's say like something like a buffet you know people go to birthdays and it's buffets and it's always beige it's always sausage rolls there might be some drumsticks there but odds are it's going to be a load of crap loads of crisps stuff like that so you can try and negate your hunger make more sensible choices by having a bit of a snack before you go out you enjoying that yeah. please enjoy that um add a little bit of extra activity during your day as well is never going to hurt. So if you if you've got a normal, you know, your gym workout or whatever you normally do, you know, add an extra ten minutes of cardio or hit or you know just be more active. Do a little bit of a workout if you don't normally do a workout on that day. It's also going to help, you know, kind of get you some extra calories for that evening. Yeah, that'd be a big one for me. That'd probably be the one I would choose to do rather than fanny about with my food beforehand or be overly restrictive on an evening. For me, it would work better to just work a bit harder because it's much easier for me to shift 500 calories in the gym than it is for me to cut 500 calories out of my meal meals during the day or cut 500 calories out of an evening meal that would be my personal preference it's just kind of learning that is you do see an awful lot of people i found who try really hard to cut back do it too aggressively and then they end up overeating on an evening and just going well i messed that up so yeah, just find what works for you say you know going back to that buffet thing like if i go to a buffet and i'm starving as opposed to if I go to a buffet and I've just eaten something, I'm going to make very, very different choices there. I've got control over if I eat something before I go. So I've got complete control over what that snack is or what that even that meal is. Um, so I can keep that low calorie, but very filling. 
by having some, like say, some protein and some vegetables. And then when I go out, I'm not going to have to just go. The buffet, the buffet one's an interesting one because often you see people having buffet at someone's house. So then I would say take, you know, the ingredient that's most likely to be missing, whether that be protein or veg. So if you know it's going to be a beige buffet, if you can take some of those things to the buffet and share them out, then A, you can help other people, but most importantly, you're going to help yourself and it's going to help reduce the calorie intake of that meal because you're not just going to be eating sausage rolls, mini quiches and chicken skewers. Sausage rolls. And I think another important thing to bear in mind is it doesn't have to be done on the day. You know, stop thinking. Your body doesn't get to midnight and then just go, right, that's one day over. How did I do? What did I eat? Should I gain? Should I lose? Should I maintain? You look at your food as a bigger picture of a, like, look at it over the, the course of a week is um, going to give you a better idea. So if you get a surprise meal or you go out for a meal and you end up eating a lot of food, you can make adjustments the following day, which are very similar, just to claw back some extra calories. So you can do a bit more extra activity. You can adjust the meals that you've got planned. If you've got a treat planned that day or that weekend, maybe don't have it, you know, um, because you've already essentially had it. Danny Lennon, who uh, does a, runs a very good podcast, almost as good a quality podcast as this, some say. Not as much top bounce and <laughs> no sausage dog. And, uh, yeah, uh, just a lot more high quality <laughs> guests. <laughs> and he talks about, or he spoke about once on one of the podcasts I listened to, that he would run himself in a deficit, quite a decent deficit, like Monday to Friday, and it would give him so many calories to play with on a weekend that he would lose a good chunk of weight Monday to Friday, but then he could eat so much on a weekend. And it's a severe... Um, quite a severe approach because it takes some serious tracking to be able to do that and it's beyond the scope of most of the people that we work with if I'm being completely honest um, but it's something you can do and it just highlights that you know if you take out 500 calories a day for five days it's going to give you two and a half thousand more to play with on a weekend you have a lot more to, to wiggle around with and to spend so it just shows what you can do you know the science is there as James says you don't have to eat the same every day it's, you're not going to you know your, metab- your, your metabolic rate your metabolism is not going to slow down overnight you see an awful lot actually people saying I've got a slow metabolism they eat well for a week and drop four pounds and you say what happened to your slow metabolism speed it up um, mate speed may- it up for now maybe uh, I was over exaggerating but again you know that if you are massively slashing your food Monday to Friday then that does kind of give you the danger of a massive overeat over the weekend. You've got a big chance of fucking up Monday to Friday too, don't you as well? Yeah, I know Joe had a client who used to have a cheat meal. Cheat meal, cheat day? Yeah, I think, I think we already know a cheat meal. We already know you're going to allude to. Yeah, yeah she, had, she had a cheat meal. Basically, her results had stalled. Uh, weight was maintaining. And then when you broke down what she was eating, this cheat meal it was 1,500 calories. Yeah, a bit less, but it was the same as a day. <laughs> yeah. So she wasn't a big girl. She wasn't a big a big lady. She didn't have loads to lose. Um, and she got down to actually tracking her calories to make some adjustments. But <laughs> Except yeah. for the cheat meal, ironically. Yeah. So then she was having this cheat meal, which was kind of completely blowing her deficit. But it was only a small pizza and half a portion of chicken wings. So it wasn't even a large pizza. It wasn't even a full portion of chicken wings. To look at, I wouldn't have thought it would have been enough to knock off her progress until I went online and found the calories and went, you won't believe how many calories in this meal. And she kind of went, oh shit, yeah, I can see how that's an awful lot now. Yeah, and that's why, you know, we, you don't have to count calories necessarily. Or, you know, 99 out of 100 people that we work with do not need to count calories, but you do need to be aware of them. Because yeah. it is not very easy, but it's, it is kind of easy to 
blow your load. Yes, not the phrase I'd have used. <laughs> Any top more top tips? How to eat out well. I think if you oh, eat, obviously you know kind of controlling weight. Well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> controlling. I'm not your man. <laughs> controlling where to eat. You know where you eat is great. You know, lots of people will say, I need to see the menu before. Just look to tick boxes, you know, be sensible with your choices. You know, if you can get a decent protein sauce in, uh, a decent amount of vegetables, and then you can control what sides you have. You know, if you're going to, so you go to Nando's, it's very easy to get, you know, a double, a butterfly chicken breast. Chips and a pizza breast. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, a butterfly chicken breast with a side salad and maybe like some, super grains and stuff like that, that is going to be a decent amount of protein, a decent amount of vegetables, not super high calorie. Um, you know, macho peas, macho peas. As opposed to you going and getting, um, you know, half a chicken, chips and coleslaw. It's the same restaurant. It's the same experience. It's just massively different macronutrients. I think deciding ahead of time is a, a really big one. You, you briefly mentioned it there. And I think a lot of the time that Say if you if you eat out quite a lot, so say you eat out Monday, Wednesday, Friday, it's quite easy at the start of the week to say, oh, I'd really like to have, you know, Wednesday's meal is a really nice one, so I'd like to go off plan there. If you ask yourself every day, your, your, your inner voice, that internal dialogue is going to say, oh, I'd really like to get this, I'd really like to get this. And I think that's one thing that takes a lot of work is that, imagine if your child said to you, if every time your child said, could I have some chocolate, you gave them chocolate, that's what your inner voice is saying, is it always wants to have the highest carry options. And you need to learn that that's not the best thing for future you. So I started saying this a bit more now. What does future Joe want? Future Joe doesn't want you to eat a pizza and to drink two litres of Coke now. Future Joe wants you to eat well and get to the gym. And you've got to kind of balance that off. And if you eat out a lot, then it's going to be something that you have to cross that bridge more often than most people. So then you need to decide which meals are worth doing this for. Because you just don't have, you may do, but it's very unlikely you're going to have the calorie wiggle room to eat what you see fit for those three meals and still make the progress you'd like. Yeah, so like I said, you know, if you can see, if you can pick the restaurant, if you can see the menu beforehand, then you can go in kind of armed, you know, you could even do a little bit of research. I know that one of my clients ate at Bill's Delicious Pancakes. I highly recommend the breakfasts. Yeah. Not if you're trying to lose weight. <laughs> don't, definitely don't get the Eggs Benedict and the pancakes together. Um, and she ordered, oh, soul bowl, something like that. Some kind of vegetarian salad bowl. And it turned out, and then she added the halloumi to it. It turned out it's over a thousand calories without the halloumi added to it. <laughs> that um, low calorie halloumi, yeah? Yeah. Squeaky. <laughs> Squeaky on my teeth. Um, so just kind of being a bit conscious. And that, you know, that's a bit of a bummer. That was, that was, a, that was a shock to me. But then when you break down the ingredients, you look at it and it's like, right, that's a fat, that's a fat, that's a carb. You know, there's dressing on it. So again, kind of saying, if you look at it like the tick box and look, right, have I got protein in there? Do I have uh, a decent source of vegetables in there? Are there high fat carbohydrates? Are there high fat sides? Is, you know, high fat dressing, etc. Um, then you can kind of make a more informed choice. And especially if you get caught short, you know, trying to find somewhere to eat. Sign off then for me. Uh, Centre Park's Waffle House does a salad. So a just, waffle salad? I, I, I'm not kidding you. One of my clients was going to Centre Park's and I was able to find more than one sustained friendly meal on all, well, once I got to the Waffle House, I was like, if I found something healthy at the Waffle House, I'm good for the rest of the places. I think you just sold Centre Park's, didn't you? 
Yeah, I bet you don't get a son of them off that, so. <laughs> No. What am I? So, yeah, it's just, it's just one of those things that it is really hard to do. It is hard to make those decisions, but they are there. You just have to look. You have to ask. And obviously, this is just advice. You don't have to adjust your food intake or, you know. <laughs> eat whatever the hell you yeah. like. Yeah. You know what I mean? You don't have to. If you want to go to Nando's and eat half a chicken, lemon and herb, obviously, because I'm a real spice wimp. Um, Perry chips, they're a little bit spicy. And. <laughs> Someone said, what happened to your nose? <laughs> Perry didn't follow it. He asked me <laughs> twice. Um, Perry chips and coleslaw, then that's cool. Go for that. But then just be realistic about the possible effects that it could have on you. Um, yeah, again, it's all just advice. If you want to go out and you want to save as many calories, if you want to kind of um, restrict the amount of possible damage you could do by eating higher-calorie foods, then deploy some of the tactics we've just given. If you're quite happy to go out and have, <coughs> <laughs> go out and have fish and chips, um, then do that, but then just go, you know what, this meal is high-calorie and it might not be the best for my results, but I'm comfortable with it and I will take that on the chin. I own this decision. And that is cool too. Yes, perfect. Good. Right. We've had some awesome reviews. Almost brought a tear to my little eye. Um, so please, guys, please keep leaving the reviews and the ratings. They do help the channel somehow. I don't know. <laughs> Probably just heard other people say this. Bill Gates over here, geek. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Uh, don't forget to subscribe, like it, share it, you know, just give someone a hug and tell someone they look beautiful today. Joe, you look beautiful today. And then whisper in their ear, listen to the Chewing the Pat Fat <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>